0: What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. Or you
1: listen to the 80s Babies Podcast.
0: And on today's episode, we have a 10-second take with the latest Kendrick Lamar album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, released May 13th, 2022. So that was, I guess, a few weeks ago now? Yeah. Two Fridays ago? Yep. A couple weeks. Yeah. And so we've oh. had... Um, we're doing. We're coming back with another 10-second take because uh, I can speak for myself. I've had a lot of friends ask. It's like, hey, you guys going to talk about this I'm pretty sure you have as well. Um en- enough. Enough people have have asked. I mean, I you know,
1: my feeling on these particular things is like Um, I, I don't I don't I don't really like where things are going with everybody trying to jump out to like get their opinions out there. I think it's fair. I feel like among friends, I'm cool with having like a general thumbs up, thumbs down conversation. Yeah. But like you know, this man put four years into creating an album. True. And so for me as an artist, maybe I'm, I am I feel a way because, you know, people want to jump out after four days and give their take as to how good the album yeah. is. And it's like, bro, like if it took me four years to work on something, I don't want somebody to listen to it four times. I and hear that. Tell me about the album that it took me four years to make.
0: So that's just how I feel. So the spoiler alert to one of my highlights is that I haven't actually, I'm not done piecing everything together yet. You know what I mean? And we'll talk about that more extensively when we actually get to the highlights. But there's a lot. I think there's a lot in here, personally. Yeah, Um, there is. And and that's why
1: I don't think it's fair to listen to it four or five times and then go, yo, this is the definitive episode about this album, right? Because the other albums we talk about, they came out 20 years ago. We listened to them every day for a year or something and then went back and listened to them the amount of times that we're about to talk about
0: this. Um, I mean, hey, look if it stands the test of time maybe we'll revisit it again in another five years
1: you know maybe we'll have some different takes. man spoiler alert this definitely will stand the test of time
0: <laughs> all right and okay. i've
1: had that i've had that take with other folks who feel like i'm i'm being i'm giving it an early read yeah but nah i, I think i think kendrick delivered. okay
0: well should we start with some of the uh some of the critical reception i guess let's let if i'm looking at our wikipedia it's got like 10s across the board it looks like. <laughs> really? 5 out of 5 across the board is what it looks like. You know, So I think Pitchfork gave
1: it like a 7.7 7 out of 10 um, and then the other um, Metacritic I think gave it like an
0: 8.2 out of 10. Okay, Rolling Stone gives it 3.5 out of 5 but there's still like a lot of I'm still of like the Guardian and the Independent and, uh, and NME the Times they all gave it 5 out of 5 Evening Standard so... Um, and, and, and just looking at the, 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 critical reception, I mean, just like at the analysis of it, it looks like, you know, people are saying it's a stellar album. Um, but you know, what's, yep. in, what's interesting though, is that I've only gotten one critical reception from a friend. Okay. The rest of my friends, like they, they kind of withheld their opinions until I shared it first. Cause I, I, I don't, whatever, like we, we can we're kind of. Panama said, like, hey, I want to know what you guys think about it. He hasn't told us what he thinks about this album yet. That's real.
1: I think it's just because people are like, y'all are some opinionated fucks. So I want to hear what, <laughs> what your opinions are going to be about this shit. I, I, I've I heard the same, great. but I, I I also don't like that, right? And I'll tell you why. So, okay, you and I don't know how many times you've listened to this album. I've listened to this album four and a half maybe five times total
0: that's about yeah and there's there's some songs that I've listened to more than that but as a whole album it's about it's about that yeah boom right
1: so so what makes you or I more qualified to talk about this album in depth than a high school kid who's been running this shit back for two weeks solid and probably has heard it 12 times right and so like I just I challenge and and I'm not saying don't listen to our podcast but I challenge folks who who have those takes like don't let other people, like, shape your opinions for you. Like, have your own opinion. I'm going to be hella opinionated here on this particular, you know, medium. But, like, that's because this is my medium. And I, as somebody who's listened to this four or five times, I can give you a general thumbs up or a general thumbs down. But, like, to me, there's two there's two ways that I have to listen to this album, right? I have to listen to it the first time around and take it in as a piece of art, right? And I can watch a piece I can watch a film that's a slasher f- flick or uh or a film that or or see a movie that's about a murder. Yeah. And 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 it doesn't mean that I I agree with murder, but I might say that that's a great movie, right? So I have to assess it as a piece of art first and then I have to assess it with a separate mind and go, do I agree with the perspectives of the artist? Yeah. And I think the only people that have come back to me with actual opinions have talked to me about whether or not they agree with the artist. And I'm talking to them about the art. And yeah. they're telling me, well, well, but why did he say this? I totally don't agree. with. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. We'll get to that. But that, but that's a different conversation than the conversation I'm having with you.
0: Yeah. So anyway. So the... the, <laughs> the- The first time I listened to it, I just said, hey, like, I'm not really gonna pay attention too deeply, right, I'm just gonna like sit, let it digest, and just let it, you know, whatever opinions I have, cool, whatever, something catches my attention, I'll listen more closely, Um, but for the most part, I was just kind of like sitting and vibing with it, and I told, I texted you in Panama, I was like, actually, like, there's quite a bit that I like on here, musically, aesthetically, more so than I liked on Dan. Now, I listened to it a, a few more times, and I'm like, all right, I could do without this song, and this song, but like, wow, this song is actually going to go into one of my, like, my regular playlists that I listen to all the time. Like, there's there's, there's a few of them on there like that. And so, you know, I, I was talking to a friend and he's a big fan of Kendrick. And he said, like, he didn't really love the content. He said he thought it was very dark. He was dealing with his demons. He's like, Kendrick can deal with his demons. I don't have to deal with Kendrick's demons. Right. And I think that that's fair. <laughs> um, So when we get into one of my low lowlights, we'll, we'll get into why I think that that matters. But um, sh- should we get into some 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 lowlights and highlights right now, or is there more critical reception things that we need need to discuss? Sure.
1: The only other thing I'll add it, and and I've never done this before, but but I wrote I wrote themes. Yeah. And then I wrote kind of highlights and lowlights. And so if you don't mind, like I'd like to just like talk about
0: some of the things. Look, there's plenty here. of themes to discuss, so let's do it. Right. And
1: so I think, you know, we, we can talk more about your point of like, is this dark or is it not? And like, you know, is is that what we wanted from him on this album? But. Yeah, like some of the themes I wrote here, uh, cancel culture, celebrity worship, yeah. black and men, women's dynamics, yeah. gender identity in the black community, yeah. generational curses, genetic memory, therapy and its stigma, right? So like, I, can, I say can that I, can I add because, to that? Yeah, I go for it. I w- w-
0: think the, the, one of the themes that encompasses all of that, it really is the idea of like self-reflection. And for me, what I heard was a person trying to figure out like, where do I fit into all this? And knowing all these things that I now know about, like having, be, being being a person who is now, what is he? He's like thirty, like 35, 35? 36, 35, right. right? Having these opinions that he's come to as a 35-year-old man is like, well, how do I deal with who I thought I was? Like, th- this is a person I thought really he is like trying to wrestle his demons and, and challenge, challenge himself in a lot of ways. And he's challenging right. other people, but he's also like, I didn't get the impression that he was letting himself off the hook.
1: Yeah, I completely agree yeah. and and you know, I think to back to the comment that you talked about where it was like um you know, he's he's kind of wrestling with his demons yeah. um and I don't know if I I need to hear it. I also feel like there's certain moments where he's also turning the mirror out to you, mm. right? Oh, like he is. you you the listener and and I mean you as in you and me, right? Like I'm listening to this and I'm going, okay, you're telling me to explore myself the way you've also explored yourself. And I and I, I respect that. Mm-hmm. And um and I feel like, you know, to take it back to the conversation, I went back recently and I listened to our episode about the Marshall Mathers LP, right? Yes you did, yeah. One of the things we talked about on that episode was uh Panama kind of had the idea of like the the you know, certain artists needing a boogeyman to kind of punch at. right? Yeah. And um and I think that the one of the reasons why, because you said the same just a second ago. I think that this album is better than Damn is because I think that he has the best boogeyman thus far on this album. If you look at, you know, um, To Pimp a Butterfly, right? Yeah. Like that That album really explores like America and like his idea of like blackness in, in, on, on the canvas of America, yeah. right? Damn, Damn was a little more like... Everybody, I, I'm trying to make something for everybody that kind of explores just general overarching themes. This, as you said very clearly, I mean, the last song is called Mirror. Yeah. Like, it really is. His boogeyman is him. Yeah, And like he's really talking about like, you know, things that he's facing. And one of the things that I actually have here as a low light, but it's also a highlight in my opinion, is that I don't know that he necessarily gets a resolution on on many of these these topics that he that he canvasses he's not telling you the the answer like he's saying you know this is this is something that I'm trying to wrestle with mm-hmm. and he just leaves it there and it's it's your responsibility to take that nugget and, and do with it what you will as the listener. And I
0: actually kind of like that. And, and and I love that. And I guess we're, are we transitioning into highlights right now? Cause that's one of the things- that's Yeah, go for it. So, uh, you know, one of the things I love about um, art, especially when it comes to like something like film are things that they don't necessarily tell you the answer. You know, sometimes, sometimes ambiguous endings can be like a little bit, um, they can be a little bit of annoying, but like when it's executed well, they give you the chance to kind of like they pose a question and they give you kind of a chance to like wrestle with well, well what really happened here and depending on right. what happens it's like well what does that mean and I do think that he he, there's enough kind of uh, ambiguity for uh, to challenge the listener to try to figure some things out for themselves right and so he's right. like he's like he has a song called, you know, uh, Savior, where he's like, you know, such and such is not your savior. And so he's like, look, like, this is what I'm dealing with. These are some things that maybe you're dealing with. Why don't you figure it on your own? Because this is this is the journey that I'm going through. So um, that's a highlight for me. I love that. And, and one of the things that
1: I love, and it's actually funny, this last time around when I listened to it, I smiled because I go, I go, Outlaw heard this and he also smiled. Um, but he says, LeBron James is not your savior. <laughs> and that made me laugh just that he mentioned LeBron by name. Because I do feel like, the way, you know, certain people, LeBron is one of them, Beyonce is another one. There are certain individuals, Jay-Z is another one. There are certain individuals that, like, people have almost assigned themselves to those individuals. Yeah. And so you can't assail them or think critically about them because if you do, the person feels like you're criticizing them when you say something negative. This is
0: true. Right. And again, and I'll say it again, that, that's why, you know, that's why idolatry is not a good thing. So... What are some of your other highlights? So overarching highlights are, are really,
1: I, I was succinct here. Again, I haven't heard this a million times. So uh, overarching highlights, I said flow and cadences. Um, you know, I think he was very creative with the way he approached a lot of these records. Uh, production, the weaving of the production with the flows and cadences were top notch. Uh, the mixes, I thought I thought the mixes were, some of the mixes were pristine here. Um, and in one or two places they weren't, but I felt like they were choices. And yeah. and I I love that when I when I know something is so well mixed that when I hear something that's a little off I know they did that as a choice and not because especially Kendrick makes it well yeah right and 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 the the camp around him Ali is 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 an, an, an incredible engineer Dahi all the guys he works with are amazing uh and lastly I said features uh I I, I like his features and and I I love how Kendrick is such a mastermind and and and. Every single thing that he does, he's very detail-oriented. Yeah. Everything that he does has a reason for it. And I love that about him. Yeah. What else did I miss?
0: Uh, I'm not sure if you really miss anything. I'll I say generally, uh, you know, we talked about this before, but like cohesiveness. And I think you've already kind of like hinted at that. But just like, again, the the, the consistent palette, um m- musically, sonically, and yep. I think that one of the things that, that stood out for me is that, you know, I, I'm no, it's no secret that lyrically I haven't always been a fan of Kendrick Lamar, at least. I think that where, where I've seen people rate him, I've, I've always thought that was kind of overrated. But if you take that aside, one of my other things that was always just kind of like difficult for me is that, and I admitted that that this was a me problem, is that throughout the years, I have had a difficult time actually understanding, like literally hearing the words that he is saying. Not necessarily understanding like the themes and everything, which is like literally like, like, what did he actually, like I I can't hear the words. That was not a problem for me on this this time. Like I literally, I heard everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um so I was like, oh, like that's that's good. So uh, apparently my ear has adjusted to Kendrick. I think that's really weird because yeah. I actually
1: think that Kendrick is one of the most articulate like rappers that that there is
0: right now. So I think it's just a you and him thing. Like maybe it's his voice. It's a me problem absolutely. I get it. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's just it's a weird thing. Um but I'm not sure if there's anything that I think just overall like I said to just touch on this point again, like the fact that like I'm still trying to figure out every little nugget in here and there's a lot and it's going to take years to do that, right? Like, yes, I think his patience and, it, and it's weird too because there's some songs that I'm like, okay, like, well, that Drake and Kanye shit just happened like a few weeks ago. So you clearly just added that in there, right? And I think he even right. references yep. like Ukraine and war, I think. If I'm not mistaken, I thought I heard him oh, say I something that. I don't remember
1: like hearing that, that but, but there's he some, definitely the Drake thing was new.
0: There's some references that are very, very, like, very recent. But I think for the most right. part, this is something, this is a patient project. I think that, you know, I had to highlight the fact that it's like, look, like you put a piece of art together. It's very clear that you did that. Regardless of whether or not you like it or dislike it, it's like you took your time to do this. So that's that's good. So thank you. You know, we've been we've been calling out for Kendrick to do something. This is his first yeah first solo album or first, you know, real project in what five years. So, yeah. And, you know, I, we, we
1: got to give that to him. Right. Like, I think. You and I, for four years, have been have been calling this fool to the to the carpet. Like, yo, yeah. uh, most anticipated. Um, the what what do we call most it? of the that ghost, was you ghost of yeah. the year, yeah, yeah. Like the the person who disappears every year has been Kendrick. Um, but then at the same time, we pat Rihanna on the back and we say, "Yo, keep making lingerie because the ladies love it, <laughs> and keep making you know keep making cosmetics because that's what they want." Yeah. If you're not inspired by music, don't force us to listen to some shit that you're doing half assed yeah. And so I mean, you know, for Kendrick, like he says it on the album, right? He addresses all these questions and concerns that we've had for two years. My man said he had a writer's block; he wasn't even filming yeah. it. So that's he two talks years about we weren't that. even going to get anything. And he could have he could have forced it and just gave us a bullshit ass album, but he didn't. And and I respect that.
0: Right.
1: So uh, overarching lowlights. I have two. Go ahead. One I talked about already, so I'll say I'll say I said it was a highlight and a low light. I said. Kendrick explores and canvasses a lot of very relevant topics, but he doesn't attempt to teach us anything definitive about them. And then I wrote a couple of questions here. I said, should we or should we not get the vaccine? Should we or should we not wear masks? And I said, the only definitive topic that we get from him is that we shouldn't worship celebrities, which I yeah. agree with that. But then again, I said, right, it's a highlight as well because it's like, he's not leading me to an answer. He's not preaching to me about anything. He's presenting ideas and themes to me and allowing me to use my brain and my own critical thinking to take away from that what I should.
0: So there's two other themes that I do think he does or do other two other themes I think he addresses fully or tries to resolve. Um one would be on the song, I think it's uh is it Father Time? Is uh-huh. that the name of it? Uh-huh. Uh that one for sure. And then the other one would be Mother Eye Sober. That's the one that he's talking about abuse, right?
1: Yeah, the Mother Eye Sober one was very personal. So if, but I but right. I agree there. The father time one, I don't know that he necessarily resolves it, but I personally took some certain things away from that just yeah. because I have my own thoughts on that topic. Okay. My last low light was uh the inclusion of Kodak Black without acknowledgement of his behavior. That's probably true. Um and you know, I've actually argued with some folks about this. I actually think that the 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 selection of Kodak Black is actually was actually very uh, astute. Yeah. I feel like sometimes, and and I told you, I, I think Kendrick is very is very intentional about the decisions and the details. I think right? he is too. Um, I think he chose Kodak Black to be the narrator on purpose, mm-hmm. and I think that he took a very almost scholarly, um, wise way of discussing things. And I think that that Kodak Black is actually the antithesis of everything that he talks about on this album. Yeah. And so Kodak Black is almost the person that he's talking to on half of the project. So I feel like it, it, it's only right that Kodak Black is actually the person who kind of serves as like a, a faux narrator of of the project. But I feel like you can't include you can't include Kodak Black. In my in my yeah. opinion, don't don't invite a rapist to the party, and don't say, "Hey, everybody, it's it's a rapist here." Just letting y'all know. All right, cool. Yeah. So now y'all can conduct yourselves accordingly and be safe. Like, yeah. tell me who who you're rocking with and why you're rocking with them, and then and then let's go. That, that's that's kind of hot.
0: So I think that I agree with you 100. percent And the reason why I was smiling is because I feel like. It's kind of us mansplaining. <laughs> like, because I see the art. I see the art in the choice. I do. Uh-huh. Like, I, I see why it's problematic, but I also artistically saw why it was a good choice. So... Right, right. And I think that yep. to some people, to some people, that's going to feel like mansplaining. But and, and I and I feel that. So I have no defense for that. I acknowledge if you feel that way, I acknowledge it. You feel that way. Right. And two, two more points about why
1: Kodak Black is a perfect choice. First... Yeah. The one record that he actually invites Kodak Black on, they sound great. He's employing Kodak Black's flow. The beat is perfect. They're perfect. Like, it's 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 perfect. It's a perfect marriage. So it's like, okay, I get why this guy's at the party. Second one is Eckhart Tolle is an individual that has very intelligent and wise thoughts on why we're here. You know, uh, The Power of Now is a great book. If y'all haven't read it, check it out. Like, this dude is profound. Kodak Black is might be the most ignorant person that I've ever heard speak ever yeah. in life. So it's like if there if there were any two people that were like complete opposites of each other, it would be like if you ask me who's the opposite of Eckhart Tolle, the person that would probably come to mind would be Kodak Black. So hearing Kodak Black quote Eckhart Tolle is is crazy. Like that was that was just funny, just from the perspective of like why is this moment happening? But it, you, you're only gonna get that at a Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm.
0: Part. Um, my only real low light, overarching low light, was the fact that I don't think there's any hot songs. And the reason why that matters is because I think if you think back to, especially maybe not Good Kid, M.A.D. City, but if, if you think back to you know the Pepper Butterfly, you had uh, we gonna be alright, we gonna have what was it was a King Kunta, right? You like you had some hot songs on there. Yeah. Even with Dan, you had um, you had uh, be humble, sit down, right? Like you had you had songs that you could just knock. Right, I think the problem. I think that the thing that it's interesting, right? Because uh, I'm a little, I'm a little bit older, so I don't know how the younger demographic is going to sit with this. I feel like there's a couple songs that they'll really, really like, but I feel like the most memorable songs on this album, the ones that we're gonna, you know, that are gonna stick with us for a while, are the ones that are riddled with controversy. Yeah, and I think that while artistically I like that, I also think that at some point it would have been nice to have a memorable song, be more hot, be more catchy. Um, just, I, I think that that would have been I don't a, agree. That could have been a smarter choice for him to do that. But that's... I don't agree. I think there's two and a half hot songs. Okay, And
1: and I think two of them, he's actually trying to package as singles. The first feature is the one that features Blast.
0: Okay. Which yeah, that, that's, I can that's not a highlight for me, but I had that as a potential hot song, yeah. And you know,
1: I have more of a West Coast palette, so like I can understand like what that record's gonna do. Like that's gonna be a
0: record that people play at like cookouts and they're like it's got a West Coast tell. bounce to it. So that's one. Look, look, that's that song, that song has actually been stuck in my head, but it's not because I like it, but it was like there was something about it, like that song's been stuck in my head. It grooves, me. man. It's like a roller skate gym. Like it, it works. <laughs> And then the second is is
1: is actually Silent Hill, the Kodak Black record, and I, I feel like in my notes I also said that's so a it's a good vibe track. So so I feel like it, the last album was it the last album was if I gotta slap a pussy ass nigga I'ma make it look sexy right? People would just say that like it just was the funny thing. This time is kick these niggas off me like he and then they like yeah. he like that that's gonna be the 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 quote that people are saying right? So he did that twice. The third, to me, and it it hasn't been packaged as a single yet, but I think it's gonna, it could go, is Savior. Um, I think you know, okay. I think Savior is the record that has, and it's it's interesting because I was waiting to see, um, Pharrell's name in the credits, and I did not. But they took, they sampled the What Happened to That Boy drums on on Savior. It's got that dun, 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 dun. They, like the like you could tell they chopped it, and Cardo made this beat, but you could tell he chopped just the low end of uh of of what happened to that boy so it's just the kick and the um and the bass drum of what happened to that boy listen to it right now <laughs> okay.
0: i'm listening to it. <laughs> it, it isn't it okay that's what happened okay. to that boy right yeah yeah, yeah. i hear it. i hear it now i didn't i don't know why i didn't catch it then
1: but yes I, yeah. I so i mean i think like just that knock, and maybe i it's just the way my brain works as a producer but like that knock is going to be something that's so familiar, like like DJ Quick one time, they asked him, how do you make a hit record? And he said, the way you make a hit record is to make something brand new that sounds so familiar that like it, it draws people in, but at the same time, it's something new, so it becomes timeless. Okay. And I feel like the, the Savior situation, like Baby Keem, he's trying to introduce him, he's under him, that's his cousin. Um, and then, you know, just like having the familiarity of the, the what happened to that boy drums, I feel like that could go. And that's probably going to be the third single.
0: Okay so do you want to do this track for track if i'm not sure if we have time because there's a lot that we could discuss or just want to do individual highlights if you have
1: something to say about it you know same same way we did the pusher uh if you have something to say about it talk about it if not we keep it moving um
0: united in grief i thought it was is is good musically um i I like the way the song progresses uh i think it's a good choice for an intro it's not a highlight for me though but you know it's cool agreed i will call it a highlight and the
1: reason i'll call it a highlight is because it sets the tone and i think you know this is the contrast, and I don't wanna I don't wanna get my on my soapbox, but this is the contrast between what Pusha T did and what and what Kendrick did, right? Yeah. What Pusha T did was 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 safe and it was unimaginative. What Kendrick did was, you know, he started off with a record that could have gone on to pimp a butterfly, right? Like it's it starts with just just chords and he's rapping, but he's he's rapping like he's he's cutting in between the chords. Yeah. And he's and he's got a very unique flow, right? Um, the sparse piano chords the the track is kind of building a little bit and then it cuts at the midpoint and then it goes from those chords go away and it's just drums yeah and then it seems like it's almost like he's running away from the drums like he like the flow that he employs is perfectly in pocket with the drums and then that particular you know arrangement builds um and and then he you know he kind of tells a story about about grief um about you know and 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 i, I mean it's almost like The first two songs, if you put them together, they're almost like Vanity Slaves Part 3. Uh, I I don't know if you're super familiar with Kendrick's uh, catalog, but he had a record called Vanity Slaves. um, And then he did a Part 2 to it. I think the first one might have been on Section 80, but it's on one of his past projects. But basically, you know, he just essentially talking about how like we're slaves to vanity. And he, he kind of talks about everybody else and how everybody wants to buy all these labels and, and and be something from that. But then, you know, he talks about himself and how he too is a vanity slave. Well, here, you know, he just talks about how like people grieve differently. And I, and I think it's true. Like I, you know, I, I do. I know other people do. But, you know, he talks about grief from the perspective of materialism. He talks about grief from the perspective of grieving through a woman. But then he switches and he tells you the woman's story. And I, I think that's something that's so great about Kendrick is like he's he's sometimes can be like like a like a ghost face. Like sometimes he can kind of be all over the place. Yeah. But then like, like he still has a through line. So it's like he's kind of talking about something and then he'll go off on a tangent, but the tangent still tells the same story that he's trying to tell overall. And so I just thought it was really, really creative, like how he started the album. And it told me, okay, this nigga's gonna take a ride.
0: Okay. Okay. I actually, I didn't get as much as you got from it, but I did, I did think that it was a good intro. I did think it was a good tone setter. Yeah. Um. There's other part, there's other songs I think I got more from, but that's a, that's a good take. So. I mean, I, cause I recently had an argument with, and I don't remember
1: if it was you Panama or if it was Sham or who it was, but somebody told me that they don't think that Kendrick can live up to the, the hype, right? It's like, it's been four years. Everybody's been saying this guy's gonna come. He's gonna be the the savior of hip-hop. I I don't think that he's gonna do it. And I said, I completely disagree. And the reason is because I don't think the bar is as high as you think it is. And not you, but the person I was having a conversation you, with. Yeah. And I said, you know, I said, literally all he has to do is zag. And what I mean by that is if you listen to Kendrick Lamar's albums, he he does, he does a good kid, Mad City which has singles in it, it's 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 very linear, you can follow it, 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 it makes sense, and it's, and it's just got dope records on it. Okay. The next record he did was To Pimp a Butterfly, which was so nebulous and so obscure that it was a piece of art in and of itself. You could have spent five years just decoding that album and trying to figure out what the fuck he was talking about on half of that album, right? The next album he gives you is Damn, so it's like, okay, this is just basically like his um, beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Like it's just like it just serves you up just ear candy. Like there's there's records with Rihanna on, the, on there. Like it's 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 anybody can follow it. You don't even have to be a hip hop fan. Like like there's records on there with Rihanna. There there's I mean you know Future could have been on half them beats. Like it's it, anybody can digest it. So to me, all he had to do on this album was zag, just do something that motherfuckers can't get the first time to hear it. And we're gonna praise it, and that's exactly what happened here. He gave us this album. It's in two parts. The second part is before the first part. It's all over the fucking place, and we we, we don't even have enough information currently to really decode what he was trying to do. And so I think he gave us what we needed, and and, and he succeeded. Okay. Uh, n95
0: highlight not necessarily, but uh, but you know, it's it's cool in a run. Uh, it's 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 not a bad song. I don't dislike it. Um, I think the hook those kind of hooks like that just kind of just kind of like bother me a little bit but i do you know i mean i thought what he was talking about you know like uh you know they told you to come outside and they still lied and all these other things and all the other distractions and whatever other other things that we're dealing with um i thought it was a good like conceptually i thought it was a good song i think thematically it's a, it's a necessary song so even though it's not a highlight for me i think that this is one of those songs that helps size the album together um, but i don't really have much to add outside of that
1: i haven't seen the video yet there's a video for it um you know this is i think the first single with a video off of it uh, but it, it continues you know I, I said the first joint i think the two of these you could almost kind of put them together and make them called vanity slaves part three but this is the like you know, you, you you're putting on all these these labels and stuff like that. I say that with a bear's hat on, but we'll talk about that later. Um, you know, to to kind of try to mask who you are under there, but under there you're ugly. Like and and I think that's that's good social commentary. I love the approach. The beat is okay. You know, it's cool.
0: Okay. Oh, uh, worldwide steppers. This is my my first highlight. Yeah. Because um, musically me. it just it just it just stood out for me. Um, like the like the minimalist nature yep. of it, but then, of course, I'm like, it just this was the first song where I was like, oh let me let me turn this up a little bit. I, I kind of like what he's doing here. um I love the self-criticism. And I love, you know, this is, I think this is the first time he's really calling out like cancel culture. Mm. Um, and I even, I even love the line. He says, uh, niggas kill freedom of speech. Everyone's sensitive. If your opinion fuck around a leak, might as well send your will. Like <laughs> that kind of stood out to me. He's like, oh yeah, that's, I mean, he's a little on the nose there, but I mean, it, it's true. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like if you just have an opinion and you express it, someone doesn't like it, you're done. Right. You know? And I mean, we didn't
1: do this album. You wanted to do this album. But to me, like, this is, this is what I would have wanted from Yeezus, right? Like, Yeezus wanted to do, attempted to do what we have on this record, right, which is strip yes. away everything so you have like one or two instruments that are just like the root and you ju- you're you zoned in on what the artist is doing, right? And, yeah. and Kendrick is the artist that has the lyrical dexterity and the ability to carry that record in a way that I felt like a lot of the Yeezus records did not land for me.
0: The the other thing too is just that like I mean we have to highlight the fact that I mean I I never heard anyone say ever that like oh the ancestors are, are frowning upon me because I fucked a white bitch like I'm like who 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 does that is, is that what you took away <laughs> from it because
1: I almost was like I no, did he say just, smiling or frowning I couldn't even hear it
0: frowning I said frowning oh, no
1: I'm I'm saying
0: did Kendrick because I thought he said smiling I, I I could well maybe okay it's it's either or if they're smiling it's because it's revenge. But he also approaches it from the aspect that like the ancestors would be ashamed that they did this. I just think I just think that like I just think it's funny. Yeah, I I think I think this is dope from the perspective of it explores a
1: topic that we've very lightly canvassed on the on the Quincy Jones uh podcast episode, which was talking about how like there are some black men that feel as though having sex with white women somehow validates them or makes them better than or whatever. Right. And so I think like he's kind of talking about that again with the the kind of Vanity Slaves lens of like him essentially trying to find his own masculinity and his own superiority through like having sex with white women or whatever. But then he also has like this whole, you know, I think there's a confessional angle of this album. Yeah. And so we learned from the album art that he has a second kid that we didn't even know about. Right. And he, he I think he mentions that on one of the first records. And then here... He talks about how he and his girl are dealing with infidelity, right? Yeah. So he says he, he the second time he had sex with a white chick, clearly he was with, with Whitney, his girl. Yeah. Um. And uh, you know he was on tour or whatever, and and so I I I
0: thought I thought this was this was this was deep. Yeah, I liked this record. Yeah, I like it too. It's shock value, but with a purpose. And I just think it's a good song. Yeah. Uh, Die Hard is this a highlight for you?
1: Yeah, it is. But you know, for the reasons we discussed, it's it's yeah. very straightforward. There's there's nothing amazing about it. But you know, it's he 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 makes a um uh a, a, a like a single a, a radio record, and uh, and he features Blast. I've been telling you about Blast for for years now. I've been trying to get Blast out there. So anything that
0: gets Blast closer to people, I like it. The song has been stuck in my head. It's not a highlight for me, but it also feels like a song that like people will like and people will, will continue to vibe with. My thing about Blast is that um he kind of reminded me of Dram a little bit, but I don't know. I
1: think he's a better singer than Drum, but I feel you. Fair. I, I I like that they got they got the cowbell in there, man. You put the <laughs> cowbell in there, it's like West Coast people gonna be like, ah. Oh,
0: but anyway. Should we go into um Father Time? Yes. This is a highlight for me. For sure highlight. I, I love the musicality on it. I love the feature. Um just everything about this. It's just a really, really good. Like th- these are the types of songs that I'm. I'm like I'm here for. Like it's not just like hip hop music. It's just like a good piece of music. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and I think this is the one where is this is the one where he references. Yeah, he references Kanye and Drake on this. And I just I I I love the I. This is one of the ones with the one of the big themes, right? Um, and just and talking about fatherhood and and how you know how it's passed on to him and and things that he's addressing, but also like the idea of like. What what we're seeing out on the streets, right? Um, right, right. I don't know. I just think it was a, just a very good song.
1: And Panama saying he loves this record too. I love this record. Um, I think that this record is it, it, it talks about an issue that I feel like I've had. I've been having this conversation for a long time. And I feel like it's something that we should talk about more in the black community, which is the concept of men having daddy issues. Yeah. I think men have daddy issues at least as much, if not more, than women have daddy issues yeah. in our community. And I feel like when it's talked about, it's either not it's either not talked about or it's talked about in a way that's weaponized in our yeah. community. So it's like, oh, you're a man, you have daddy issues. And it's like, yo, we all have daddy issues. You know what I mean? Like, it's like... Like we're we're you know we have a we're a community that has struggles in this in this department, and um and I feel like you know him as a man taking on the mantle of yeah you know I have daddy issues these are some of the things that I've seen and, and this is how it contributes to who I am as a man, I love that like 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 subject matter is amazing in addition to
0: it just being an amazing record. Either. Yeah, um I I don't really have anything else to add but yeah this is definitely one of my highlights. Uh, so the rich interlude featuring Kodak Black, um, this is a highlight, yo. Oh yeah, what's so? I like this joint. Talk about it. So, <laughs> all right. First of all, let's. We've already discussed that Kodak Black is problematic, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we got that right. I think that Kodak Black is an artist who I, I don't like. Um, he has a song or two that I like. I, I definitely like Rolling Peace. Rolling Peace. Is a strong guilty pleasure. Of mine, fucking love that joke okay. right? He might have another two. Nah, that's really the only song that I like, right? And I think that the the things that Kodak Black represents to me are things that I've, you know, I've I've, I've talked about not liking before, right? Like I remember when they did the whole like Double XL rookie class or whatever, and he's sitting there like freestyling with Lil Uzi Vert, and they're literally just like talking nonsense. And they're not even. I'm not even right. sure they're rhyming. And they're like, yeah, they're like, yeah, jibber. they're cheesing. Like it's all like, nah, like that shit is like y'all are clowns, right? Like, the things that he's saying on here are actually, like, it's, it's like good spoken word. And he's talking about how, like, well, what are you doing on here with Kendrick? He's like, oh, you got to give respect to the legends. You got to give respect to the OGs. And, like the, way, like, the way that the song musically starts out, it starts out, like, kind of, like, basic and simple. But then, like, as it progresses, it's actually quite a musical track. Like, it's minimalist, but it's, it's kind of dope. I like the Rich Interlude more than I like Rich Spirit. So you're talking about the record. I'm talking about interlude. I'm talking about the interlude with okay. Kodak Black. I like the rich interlude more than I like uh the rich spirit. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, crazy.
1: So I don't, yeah. I don't so think I don't I've listened to it me. enough to to get that from it. Um I, I thought you were talking about the actual song. No, I'm, ta- I'm talking P- about
0: the interlude. I'm talking about the interlude with Kodak Black on it. Yeah. Yeah. This is the one where like the the piano just goes and goes and goes and it just kind of builds and it's just got this like this I don't know this this kind of progression and it's just it's like it. It in, the intensity increases as the song uh, as the song goes on so yeah I uh, that's a highlight for me I got you I don't even
1: really remember listening to this that's but fair. I mean, like I said I've listened to this song or this album four and a half times so yeah, you know and the other crazy thing about it which is a, a highlight and a low light is like this is an album that the songs kind of bleed into each other in a way that I'll be listening and I'll be like what song am I listening to I don't even know what song I'm listening to so,
0: no that happens that happens all right, so rich spirit is this a, is this a highlight for you? Yeah, this is a highlight. I really
1: really love the the that rolling bass line. Okay. And um and I like I like how he and this is another if I got to slap a pussy ass nigga I'm gonna make it look sexy like bitch I'm attractive.
0: <laughs> I feel like bitch I'm attractive is gonna be one of. them. <laughs> it didn't do it for me, um, but I also recognize that I can see why it it sounds like something that the people would like. It's just not for me. Um, I love that bass yeah, the vocals is what is what really did it in for me. Like that's when I was like, ah, I just I just don't like the bitch, I'm a check. It was Like, uh ah. it wasn't working for me. Um I didn't dislike the song. It's not a low light. Um and I and I, I do acknowledge that I think it's probably gonna be catchy for a lot of people, but it just it's just it's not for me though. Yeah,
1: Kendrick, Kendrick is interesting because I almost feel like in some ways, and this is a this is a hot take, but like I almost feel like he kind of revolutionized tricks. Okay. Like he has tricks that seem like they would be so fucking corny and they work. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Even like pour up, drink, ain't that, drink like yeah. that was like a platinum single that went crazy, you know? So it's just like he can do like these really silly voices and stuff,
0: and it works for him. So okay, uh, we cry together featuring Taylor Page. What this is it, actually a highlight. for is me. Is it? It's not yeah, a highlight for it. me. Um, it's okay. not a highlight for me. Yeah, I'll tell you why it's a highlight for me. There's things I have. This, I wrote a lot of notes about it, so I have plenty to say about the song. But go
1: ahead. All right. Well, well, let me get let me get my highlight off, and then you can you can trash it. But uh, I'm not. Gonna I, trash I feel it. like. I feel like this record um is a highlight for a couple of reasons. Um and and it's it's entirely Kendrick's attention to detail. Um I think that this type of record has attempted has been done before, like like they've attempted to do this kind of like battle of sexes, right? Situation. Yeah. Um he could have gone and got Rhapsody to be the girl. Yeah. But instead he chose someone that's clearly not a rapper, right? Um, that was a choice. It was a smart he choice. He could have got a he could have got a beat that was some like crazy bouncing, rolling, like 808 heavy shit. But he went to Alchemist, right? He made very specific choices here and I feel like it was very well done. And I think that the 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 where it lands to me might be the best landing of 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 all of the records on here, which is the concept of like of like a man and woman, um men and women in the black community. Um, talking past each other, talking yes. about some very real shit that that people in 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 relationships, you know, uh, uh, explore, and then at the very end of it, they they never get land in a place where they understand any of the points that each other had, and they just have sex instead, and then okay. that's the fucking end of the record. That is is amazing. Like the the fact that they never understand each other is amazing to me.
0: So I, look, I noticed the same thing that they, they didn't actually, they continue to speak past each other and then they still just right. fuck. I noticed the same thing. I, I'm not sure if I liked it, but maybe, maybe it is good. Maybe it is good. I think the reason why it's not a highlight for me is because this is one of the tracks that I didn't necessarily think should be so memorable. Um, What I, what I will say quickly. So I loved it. The intro arrangement. Before the song actually kicks in, it's like I want. I wish that that was the song within it, itself. Like that music that they That's provide really there fun. is really, really good. Yep. I love the choice of Taylor Page. Yeah, um, I love the idea of getting an actor to do this and not a rapper. Yeah, like she. You can, like, if you had a rapper trying to do this, I think that they would try to rap this. It's like no, like she actually right. sounds like she's crying. You exactly. know what I mean? Like she, like she sounds like she's giving a performance as if she, if she were on TV, and for that, I think Absolutely. it's a very good choice. So I, I, I agree with a lot of the things that you're saying. I'm just not sure if it's a highlight for me. Um, I think that one of the one of the funny th- one of the funniest things about this is that like if you go to YouTube now and you just type RZA, the autocomplete suggestion is domestic violence, right? And I can't, I, I'm, I assure you that if you just typed RZA a month ago. The autocomplete suggestion would not have been domestic violence. I can assure you. Of right, that. right. So a lot of people right. were going back to reach, well, What is this? What is this domestic violence? Right. I yeah. think that this. And probably, Panama says
1: he loves this record, and he was the one who also said the same. Right. That this yeah. reminds him of domestic violence.
0: I've never heard that song, so I can't make the comparison. So domestic violence is like. I think it's a funnier song. I mean, the hook is hilarious. It's like you have you have a woman rapping. You ain't shit. Your daddy ain't shit. Your, your money ain't shit. Your lab ain't shit, right? Nigga, you ain't shit. And like, and then there's a woman who's singing, you ain't shit. And Riz is like, <laughs> bitches, what the fuck you talking about? Don't think to your mouth. Like, it's just, it's, it's like, it's hilarious, right? Like, it's quintessential, oh, like man. Bobby Digital doing like, especially on that album too. Because to be honest, like the whole the whole concept of Bobby Digital was actually someone who was actually addressing a lot of the same thing, same themes that Kendrick is doing here. But in a way that's, like, not nearly as introspective, right? Like, it's there, but it's almost kind of like a caricature. Like, it's kind of like doing it, like, black exploitation style. And gotcha. um, this is definitely a better song than that. I, I, I think that one of the things I appreciated about it is, like, a lot of the things that they're actually complain. Like, take, take the actual, like, argument out of it. Like, the actual, like... Um, like, the, the, the angst out of it, right? Like, the visceral reaction out of it. Like, some of like the, the talking points are actually, like, legit talking points that you hear from people online, like, all Absolutely. the time. Like, the whole idea Absolutely. of, like, oh, fake feminist, like, you'll still be rocking to this, whatever. Like, you hear people argue about things like this. And the same goes both ways, right? Absolutely. So, but is it a highlight for me? I don't know. I, I think that the reason why I said it wasn't a highlight is because I don't want this to be one of the memorable songs, and I think it will be. But it yeah, is what sure. it is. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I think to some degree, again,
1: in listening to the album from the perspective of art and then listening to it again from the perspective of whether we agree with the art, like, I I think artistically, there are a lot of great choices made here. And so, like, it, that has to be rewarded as such. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Do we have uh, any, other, any other talking points for uh, We Cry Together?
1: No. Nah.
0: So Purple Heart's. This is my uh, it's my only low light. Really, my only real. Well, hold on, let me see if I have any other low lights. This is definitely. I just, I could have done without it. That's wild. I, I I agree with the take
1: that I could have done without it, but don't agree that it's a low light. Like I like I think, I think it's fine,
0: and I actually think Ghost is is fine on here too. Like, it's just okay. I think musically musically it was kind of a drag for me. I did like the hook. I love the idea that like um, how does the hook go? It's like. Uh, shut the fuck up when you hear Love talking, right? Like, I I enjoyed that. But just as the song went on and even, even Ghost, like, he was fine. But, like, even getting to that point, I was just like, you know, because I'm not the biggest fan of Kendrick as a vocalist. And so just it was just a lot of that. And so for me, it was like, yeah, I, I, I can't really get into this all that much. So it's a low life for me. My complaint was that it sounded like a holdover from
1: Damn. Like it, like it literally yeah, just sounded yes. like a record off of yes. Damn. Like I was like, why do I need this? Like, you know what I mean? I can go to Damn and listen to this, but probably done even better. So that's the only reason I didn't care
0: for it. But I, I didn't dislike it. It's fine. Second disc, we're going to start off with the Count Me Out and um yeah this is a this is a highlight for me so before we talk about this
1: i think something that's dope to highlight is that the the two discs are flipped right so this is mr morale and the first disc is the big steppers right so i okay. think that's kind of dope just like just the way that kendrick kind of like orients his albums where like he'll say like oh you can listen to it backwards and forwards or whatever i think it's, it's just kind of interesting but anyway talk about count me out
0: yeah so just count me out um you know i'm not the biggest fan of the uh of the vocals on the hook but i enjoy the music i, I like what the, the the song represents um something about like that 808 like the like the, the way that 808 like really really hits it's like very very striking and so i'm like yo like I, I i i dig that but i also just yeah the the struggle that he's going through with the you know with the you know proving people wrong and this that and the other um I don't know. I feel like it's something we can all relate to, but uh, it's just it's a good start to this, too, for me. Yeah. Panama says
1: uh, that Count Me Out is his favorite record on the album. And I I don't think that this is my favorite, but I tend to agree with him about the musicality. Right. Like I think that I wrote this is a page out of Kanye's book and this song could have been on the life of Pablo. Like, I feel like this is like the way this record builds and like how it starts sparse. And just kind of joins in that way, or or builds in that way, is like out of Kanye's book straight up. So like, I I really like the way this is put together. So shout out to Soundwave and Dahi because they produced this joint.
0: I can see that, and you know me, um, I love songs that uh, the the songs themselves, like the sound itself, had like sounds like you're going on a journey. Um, so obviously, yeah, I mean that's that's one of that's why it's one of my highlights. It's not my favorite record uh, on the album, but it's it's definitely a good one. Right. My favorite record is Crown. I love, 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 love this song, Crown. What what about it? I think that... So when I was listening to this the first time, right? Like, uh, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm just vibing with the music and, and, and I'm working. And like, but this song like really stood out to me. And this is a song that I feel like could belong on a classic, classic rock album, right? Like this is something that I might hear on like, the Beatles' Rubber Soul or Revolver or White Album were like Beach Boys' Pet Sounds, right? Like, mm. and and what he's talking about as well, right? The idea that like, you you know you 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 can't please everybody, can't please everybody, right. like like just this this. I like that. I just. I love this song so much this is is my favorite song on the album and this is this is going on my like my main good good playlist the one that i'm just like yeah i just want to like hear some good music like this song is going on that playlist without a doubt love this record so much that's what's up i
1: i don't remember loving it as much again in my four listens this is probably not the record that i listen to the most but um i do remember just really really liking what it was about and feeling like maybe this was—I thought that this was like a skit. Like I didn't really even think about it. Like it was like really a song. Maybe you. because of the, its sparseness and arrangement, but I really like it.
0: Yeah, it's just like I said. Like you know, a lot of the music that I listen to is not just hip hop, obviously, especially now. And this is just a song that I'm like, yo, there's like, just—it's just a good piece of music, period. Um, and especially like the fact that the lyrics. They deliver on the theme and the vocals and all that stuff. And it meshes well with the music and all the different instrumentation with the piano and everything like that. It just, if, and, and even like the kind of subtle chorus in the background. Yeah, this is a beautiful piece of music for me. It's definitely, it's definitely my highlight of Highlights for sure. Dope. Yeah. Uh, so Silent Hill featuring your boy Kodak Black, your favorite rapper. Talk about it. Bro, don't call Kodak Black my favorite. Is anything. this a highlight I, for you? I,
1: just, I literally can't condone anything about <laughs> that
0: man
1: at all. Like nothing. Um. He's, like, the nigga who, like, you know him. Like, he's, like, he maybe it was, like, you went to college with him or something like that. And, yeah. like, you're in a crowd. And, like, and, and you know who I'm talking about because there's a specific person that's really like this in real life. But it's, like, you don't want to cosign that you know the person. Like, because you don't want to be held yeah. liable for what, what this person is about. So, I just want to be clear to the that's five true. people that are on our live right now that I don't <laughs> condone anything about this nigga. But right. I think this record goes... I think that this record will be promoted and will be probably seen as like the the straightforward single in the way that um, the way that Pusha T had that record with uh, with Lil Uzi Vert and uh, was it Five Year Foreign or somebody else, um whoever whoever. Oh they, yeah yeah you know, I oh the, I like that track yeah 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 yeah, yeah he had like one oh, record Don that Toliver. was like Don Tolliver you were yeah. right. He had, like one record that's like, oh, I, I I play outside with the with the young kids too. <laughs> like, yeah. This is this is the record. Like I I know the young kids too. He takes Kodak's flow, kills it. Kodak comes in, he's Kodak, so he kills it as well. Um, I think it's a great song. It's it's not it's not like aimed or targeted at me. It's not a
0: highlight for me, but I think it does a very good job of what it's trying to do. I got you. Um, it's not a highlight for me, but I do recognize that it's a, it's a good vibe track. Like this is the kind of music that like a lot of the folks, that, especially like I guess who I would be hanging out with if I if I was single, if I was just going out and just chilling, like this is the type of records that they have on all the time. Like it's just it's cool. It's not for me. It Doesn't really stand out, but you know, I guess it's good to have these kind of album, these kind of songs on the record, because you 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 need it to mesh well with what everyone is listening to now. Like I would love to have an entire album of crowns, but I don't think anybody else is gonna get down to that. I will, but you know.
1: And and, and I think, you know, it keeps it keeps a Kendrick in the conversation, right? Like yeah. guys like Kendrick and Cole and Drake, they're so they're so big that like they can do whatever the fuck they want and they're still in the conversation. They are the conversation, right? And so for them to kind of come back to the world and give us something that fits with what's popular and what's mainstream now is their way of like still being relevant and still being part of the conversation. So the fact that he does this, like I
0: respect it. I I know what it is. Uh, so next we have the Savior interlude. And is this is this baby Keen? Who's on it? Who's the vocalist? Yeah. I think this is Baby
1: Keem doing doing Eckhart Tolle's, uh, like reading from Eckhart Tolle's
0: book or something like. Oh, that, is that right? what that is?
1: Or is it? Or is it the Eckhart Tolle actual? I think that's what it
0: is. It's the Eckhart Tolle actual excerpt from his book. Okay, but that is Baby Keem though, right? That's his cousin. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Panama, it's Keem. Panama okay. Yeah,
1: it, it is Keem. Came. Yeah, Panama okay. said it's Keem. Okay, this, that. Is, is this the joint that where where Eckhart Tolle is just talk is just talking or he's just saying that?
0: I don't remember. Yeah, Panama. If you if you if you, if you out there, you listening, you have the answers, please let us know. There it is. It's Keem. All right. All right. So um is
1: this a is this a highlight for you? Nah. It's not the not the interlude at least. It's not a highlight for me. Um, but it, it was cool. He said the last minute and a half he's 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 rapping. And I don't even remember that, to be totally honest with you. I and that's what I'm saying about, you know, why I don't like 10 second takes and I don't think they're good. Yeah. It's because a nigga works for on an album for four I know. years. And then I come on after four listens, and I tell you definitively what you're supposed to think about the album, right? It's like my nigga, like th- there's somebody who rapped for the last minute and a half that I don't even remember. So there's that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, it's thing. not it's not a highlight for me, but uh, it's cool. Um, I like I like the intro to Savior, obviously talking about all these folks who are not your savior. Um, but Savior's not really a highlight for me either. Although after hearing you praise it, I think. It will probably be a song that will grow on me. To be honest, why don't you talk about Xavier? Low key, that might even be like my highlight of highlights. Okay. Um, and talk maybe it's it.
1: just cause like I, I feel like maybe I, I I like like joints that sample something that make me feel smart. Like I'm like I'm like oh I see what you did there. Yeah. What happened to that boy at drums? Okay, my God, see what you did. So like, um, I but I, I just really really like that, and I like what this is about. Um. You, you know, Outlaw, you're my friend. Like, we talk, we talk on and off yeah. the mic. So it's like, you've heard me talk about ce- this celebrity worship culture. I, I hate it. Yeah. Like, it's it's one of the things that I hate the most about the world. Is like, you know, people just worshiping these celebrities, waiting for these celebrities to tell them how to live their lives and what to do. So, like, I think everything that the, uh, this song is about, <laughs> I, I, it really resonates. With
0: me. I think musically, you didn't say enough to me but i'm gonna go back and, and revisit and i think i might have to rethink how i think about this song um because it wasn't a highlight but now i'm, I'm curious to to go back and hear more and again like you i only listened to the songs this album four times so but I, I got what i could from it and there were some songs i paid attention to more than others um obviously the next one we get into i paid a lot of attention to that but um oh. but i'm gonna go back and, and and give savior uh give savior another listen so uh, so should we talk about Auntie Diaries, right? Yeah, man. Speak on it. This is this is obviously the most controversial song on here, yep. I would think. Uh, and for for good reason. Um, I, what I will say before I get into my, my takes on this, because I do have takes, I do have thoughts, um, is that I didn't read too many. I think I saw a few headlines, but I didn't actually read any takes because I kind of wanted to just go into this fresh. And if that means I get fried for having a fresh opinion so be it i'll get fried for having a fresh opinion um but but i just want to let folks know that i i do recognize as a controversial song so but you know everything that i'm saying is just just my own opinion and i haven't really gotten an opinion from anybody else so uh, before we get into that, though, highlight, low light. Um, I'll
1: call it a highlight. Um, and and it's mostly for the the subject matter that it attempts attempts to canvas. So yeah.
0: So on. it's it's a highlight for me, and I think it might actually be my second favorite song on the album. Not just because of the themes, musically like this musically the song is incredible. Oh, it's fire. Um, like the like the flow, and the like the tonality of his voice. Um, and then the music itself, the way that again just builds and it, you got this kind of like epic conclusion to this moment especially like when you talking about like when you're standing up in the church and the way that that you know works with the music it, it's almost sounds like like the epic epic conclusion of a, of a movie if you will like like the like the big confrontation um so cinematically that works for me and I can visually see I can see everything he's talking about right so for me like as a piece of music, before we even get into into the lyrics, just as a piece of music, I think it's incredible. It's my second favorite song on the record. It's one of my highlighter highlights for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, let's let's kind of talk about this. Have you heard any? I'm aware that there's criticism of the song, right? And I've heard some people who've defended the song very, very briefly. Um, do you want to talk about any of the criticism you you've heard? Well, how, sh- how should we approach this? So I haven't read anything, right. And you know
1: I'll hop back on my soapbox for two seconds and and say, you know, like I invite people to like form and develop their own opinions about yeah. things. Like and, and I think we're in a place, we're in a, a place in culture where there's just so much media that you can literally just sit there, and have your tastes made for you all day. People will tell you what you're supposed to think about everything, how you're supposed to it, it, look at something. We'll talk about, I mean, we're we're on the second hour talking about an album that's 79 minutes of running time, yeah. right? So, yeah. so, I mean, you know, I say all that to say, you know, take my opinion with a grain of salt and, and develop your own. However, you know, so I didn't read anybody's opinions, read them. I spoke with some folks and I've spoken to a couple of folks who were op- offended yeah. by this, this song. Um, and, and so I felt bad cause then I felt like I was the like mansplainer nigga right. that was trying to uh, defend the shit. But you know, what I was saying is what I said at the beginning of the podcast, which is, I think that you have to listen to and observe this album with two different lenses. One that observes this album as a piece of art and says, is this a good piece of art? And a second that says do I agree with the viewpoint or the vantage point of the individual who is projecting, yeah. right? And so I think with this song what makes it so amazing is that I don't necessarily agree with with his perspective, but I also don't know that he agrees with his perspective. Yeah. And what I mean by that is like throughout the throughout the song and 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 and, and I said this at the beginning of the podcast One of the things that makes Kendrick Lamar so amazing is his attention to detail. He doesn't do things on accident. Yeah. So the fact that throughout the song he misgenders the person, dead name. He, I, I learned the term dead name just because of this. He dead names the person. Like the fact that he's going back and forth with with how he's gendering the person and and you know like like what his his view is, is intentional and and i think it's it's very real right and and i don't think i don't know that he necessarily is attempting to be pc or woke or tell you that he's holier than that or better than he's giving you like a realistic perspective of like his relationship with this person and how that his relationship developed um and and you know in the second it, you know with the cousin same deal. Like, so, I mean, I thought that this shit was fucking brilliant. I thought so, too. Um, and, that, and that's just my my personal opinion. So, I don't know. So What, what do
0: you think? I will say that, like, I'm not going to defend the song. Um, I think that, you know, someone very just briefly said, like, look, if you're not gay or someone in that community, you shouldn't be using the F word, right? And I agree. I agree. And I think that Kendrick probably shouldn't should not have used the word. So I'm not going to def- I'm not going to defend the fact that he, he did it. And if anybody who has an opinion about how he approached the subject thinks that he's wrong or thinks he's an asshole, I'm not going to tell you that he's not. Right. But I know that there were some folks who were like, oh, you know, can the alphabet police sit down? And it's like, no, like they have things to say. Let them say that. And you know what? They're probably right. They are probably, you know, he's probably approaching this subject from a privileged male perspective where it's just like, no, like I'm going to do this for this reason. Right. What I will say, though, is that I think that if you like the song, it's okay to like the song. And I think that even if someone disagrees with it and thinks that he's an asshole for doing it, like if you like the song and you take, took things from it, then that's good, too. I think the most explosive thing that he says is the use of the F word. Right. Um, and I can also understand why he does it, right? Because he's talking about like how he was when he was a kid. And I use that word, too. And I use this in the same exact way. And the way that he justifies it by, by thinking it wasn't harmful, I wasn't even thinking about it, right? um and the other thing too is it like the song doesn't work without it kind of which is weird you think so because of because of how he ends the song he ends the song by saying that like we can all say it so long as you let the white girl say nigga and he's referencing that that concert where he had the the, the white woman on stage so that's a very very personal thing for him right i think that for me to even say that some people are going to be like well um we're probably taking the wrong side of it right um but at the same time too i think that with the dead naming of caitlyn jenner i could see why that would be an issue for folks as well um and he probably should have said caitlyn instead of instead of saying bruce right um but i also think that what what you're talking about is is absolutely right like say what you want to say about kendrick being a revolutionary or not he is definitely a thoughtful individual so he did these things on purpose now you can disagree with that and you can call you can label him for doing that and that's fine What I will say, though, uh, about the misgendering, I think the misgendering is very, very intentional. And this might be controversial, but I don't think it's on any of us to actually judge Kendrick for misgendering his relatives. I don't know his relationship with them. At all. And so for for when he's especially talking about his cousin, Demetrius is Marianne now. I have no idea if the person's name is Demetrius or was born Demetrius. I don't know if the person's name is now Marianne. I don't know their relationship, but I'm willing to bet that on a personal level, the cousin is fine with everything that he had to say. I'm willing to bet that. So for me to then be, you I'm know, not. look at this from the outside and be like, well, you shouldn't have done that. I'm like, well, that's his relationship with his with his with his cousin. Um and same thing with his aunt, right? But, uh, you know, again, I just think that I I I think that the the choices that he made are very intentional. Um, I think it's visceral. And I don't think that the song has a kind of reaction that it does if everything is politically correct. I think that the reason why we can talk about it and really learn from it is because it's so not politically correct. And of course, again, some people are going to say that that's wrong and that's fine. Right. I just think that the the because it's not politically correct it's going to have a bigger impact.
1: That's fair and and I mean you know when 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 the you know when NWA said fuck the police um, you know I mean that was something that was very controversial. They were told to not perform in places and I'm not comparing the two things but but I am saying that you know sometimes, sometimes you're right, like, the moment becomes the moment because of the fact that you are willing to kind of, I guess, have, like, the the politically correct side of of, of things. Um, I think that, you know, I heard a couple of people criticize this album as shock value. And I I think, think, you know, this might be one of the songs on here that you could say is is kind of shock value or whatever. But, like, but there's content to it, right? Like, it's not, he's not, this song is not just the F-bomb said 12 times without... You know, without great music around it, without without stories that are explored about actual characters and musical content around it, right? Like I think I think it's very, very well done. Yeah. And I think that um, you know, I think that the the the, the through line between his story that he's talking about his aunt and then down to the cousin, yeah. Like I I believe that was his cousin, right? In the second verse. Yeah,
0: Demetrius is Marianne now. Um, yeah. He's gonna live us in. He like, says
1: he instead of saying she. Yeah. yeah, and and I and I think you know I think that's also kind of dope. Like he he talks about you know kind of you know gay straight the gay straight spectrum of the yeah. the LGBT and then the the second the second verses is, is more on like the trans type of um um you know experience. But like he I don't know man I like I, I think he he just really kind of nails it like with I think so too. Just like you said, like like the 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 way it it ends, and maybe maybe you're right. Maybe maybe that's a better landing than the way the um the record that I was talking about in the first one, the, yeah. um with with the uh, with the uh, Taylor we cry together um, Taylor Page we cry together. Maybe that's a better landing, right? But like the landing where it's like if you're if you followed Kendrick's career, and even if you didn't follow Kendrick's career, everybody knows about this moment on stage where he's hand in the microphone and then the white girl says the n word and he's just like yo nah, yeah like we not we're not going to let that rock so like him using that as the moment to 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 of like understanding where it's like yo cool you can say this word if you blah 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 like i almost feel like it's like he drew a parallel that's not it's not an equivalency like it's not the same yeah. but at the same time like it creates understanding because it's like most black people that I know ain't gonna let no little white exactly. like niggas so it's exactly. like so if you say that it's like oh okay I,
0: now I get it like I, I, I understand you You know what I mean and so to me I'm like he does he does this intentionally it's like he knows he's not supposed to say it and he chose to do it anyway um, and maybe you can say that's arrogance I don't think that's arrogance I think he's willing to to, to to take some shots for this it feels like that right it feels like he's willing to take some shots um, one of the last things I'll say though in terms of the, the gendering thing which I was actually kind of clever it it helps me kind of picture where he is because he talks about 1993 so kendrick would have been six years old so his aunt is obviously older and i think that there you know he he appropriately genders her more like he calls his aunt him more so than he calls his cousin her right Mm -hmm. but it still kind of goes back and forth and so i feel like I now understand it's like, oh, like as a child, like he kind of saw his aunt both both ways. And whereas his cousin is like, he grew up his entire life and his cousin was his 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 boy cousin, male cousin. Right. And now it's like, oh, well now his cousin is a woman. And so I think that like, it kind of helps me with the chronology, like the timeline of putting that together. Now, you know, is it is it misgendering? It is, should we do that? We shouldn't, should we detonate? We shouldn't, but he did it. And like I said, I, I still think, you know, I think it was a very effective choice. And this takes balls to put this record out there. I just and and man, this is this is
1: my bad take. I'll go ahead and do it. But like, if I had to sit there and and in a Quentin Tarantino flick in the middle in the middle of the of 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 whatever I was wherever I was watching this, and what? Yeah, but not even that. The Django. Yeah. If I had to sit here and watch all these films where you know some fucking white dude who's friends with rizza feels like it's cool to take artistic license and drop the n-bomb in all of his movies and i have to sit there and say okay that's artistic license then i don't understand why in music we can't also take artistic
0: license when people try to paint pictures all right so i'm gonna get off on a little tangent here Um, but it's true I, i think that like I think it's a good point. I, I think that, okay, if your argument is, and now now this is me kind of like countering some of the arguments that I've heard and maybe I shouldn't do that, but it. But nevertheless, whatever, we're talking about these arguments, right? And I don't think they're straw man arguments, first of all. I think I actually have, I think I have heard people use these takes. So if it's a straw man argument, I apologize. I'm not trying to argue against something that, that I haven't heard argue. But, um, you know, I think that if your take is that, well... Quentin Tarantino used the movie the the, the, the N word in the movie Pulp Fiction. Therefore, it's a trash movie and nothing about it is good. Like if that's your take on it in totality, then fine. I, you know, I, I guess that's being consistent. I don't have that opinion about the movie Pulp Fiction. Um, but you know, the other thing too is that this is something that I think I think is it's kind of a weird thing to think about. But it's like, like do, does it does it hurt your ears when you hurt, hear the word nigger? Like does that actually hurt your soul?
1: Um, when when I heard it in Django, I, it 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 really started to grate on me. To be totally honest with you, but but I, but I honestly think that that and and this is just me. And now that we're on this tangent, let's let's live on this tangent. I think that Quentin Tarantino has a hard on for the word nigger, probably, does. and wants to put and wants to create a world where he can say that word or or have that word in his films. And so That's true. from from Pulp Fiction, where he, where we, we got dead nigger storage, to um, buck breaking of, of fucking the, 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 the strongest black dude you could ever imagine in, in, in bending him over and, in fucking him in, in, in your movie, yeah. to you know now we're, we're on a movie where we're watching black people have to fight each other, you know, as slaves, and, and you know people saying the word nigger, you know, happily, right? Yeah. Like I think that that's a Quentin Tarantino thing, and it's a personal thing that I have against Quentin Tarantino. Gotcha. But you know. I will say, though, that like that has a lot more mainstream culpability than Auntie Diaries is ever going to have. And so my all I'm saying is that if that's art and and people can make an argument to say, well, you know, that's art, then then we got to let art be
0: art. Yeah. All the way across. The board. And you that's what I'm that's generally how I feel about it, um, about art in general, is that I'm willing to, you know, and then even sometimes that's going to include things that I don't like. Um. So, anyway, I, I think we've kind of, uh, I think we've kind of addressed that whole, that whole song. I'm not sure how much more we can get into it. So,
1: nah. But, 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 yo, y'all go out and check out this Auntie Diary song, and definitely form your own opinions on it. It's, it's very interesting, and yep. I think it's probably the most
0: incendiary subject matter on the project. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, is the F word a word that he regularly used in the last ten years in his lyrics? No. Okay. No. That's just something else to consider. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, know he was a very intentional choice. Yeah. Um, so now we get into uh Mr. Morale featuring uh Tana Leon. And yeah, this is a this is a highlight for me. I like it. I like it musically.
1: It's cool. Um for me, you know, this was the record that Pharrell was bumping in the record that's get that's gone viral. They just keep they just keep showing this video clip of Pharrell bumping a record and he's super excited. This yeah. is the one. Um, you know. It's fine. It sounds like a nerd song to me. And so um, you know, I can I can understand why Pharrell likes it because it sounds like something he would put out as him. So it, it was fine. I don't I don't remember much about the subject I just matter like the or beat. anything. I just I just remember the beat. Yeah, because it sounds like some nerd shit.
0: Um Mother Eyes Sober. Uh, featuring Beth Gibbons. Uh, highlight. Yeah, I'll call it a highlight for sure. I mean, definitely um, subject matter-wise, thematically, it's got to be a highlight for me.
1: Yeah, and I wish I had heard it more times. Like, I like, I feel like this is probably the most personal record. I think so with too. The, Like the realest subject matter on here, and so um, I, 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 like, like this is to me this is like the the peak point of the album, and so I kind of wish I had. Heard it more times to really like that. Like give it a real unpacking, but but this is this is a
0: highlight for me. I think that this is actually probably the deepest subject matter on here, um, and that's despite the ones that we mentioned. But I think that you know the things that he's talking about, the 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 abuse that he's trying to come to, to, to terms with. Um, is really, really cool. One of the things I love about this record musically though is that it sounds like a record from like the late 60s, early 70s. Like these jazz, slow jazz records that have like these like soft vocalists on it. It really sounds like some some black, like, and these are like black, it's like black sounding music from that era. Um, and to have that sound be the backdrop for this subject matter, I just thought was a really, really perfect choice. Um yeah this is this is this is definitely a highlight for me and i love that i love where it's i love that it comes like near the tail end of the album as well i think it's a very smart choice yeah it
1: has to right like and this is the moment where like he starts the record talking about you know how he grieves and like whether it's it's substances or it's 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 you know uh, material items or it's women or whatever you know and then by the end right he's coming to the realization so this is the all right. I'm sober and I'm really, I'm really coming to terms with everything. Yeah. I've taken off all the the you know, 95 was I take or, or N95 was take off all the shit. Um, you know, so like Mother I Sober is the end where it's like, okay, this is a real realization of who I am as a person and what what um I'm going through. I think I think he talks about like infidelity and like yeah. lot, like like a lot of different other things that are very personal to him. Yeah. Uh, on this record And so that's why I think It's it's such an important record
0: Yeah and this is kind of When we talk about um, You know the ills Passing through the generations Right Or gener- generational What's the term for it Generational Generational curses Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I completely agree And even
1: like um, I think this is the one Where I I, I talk about like um, Like genetic memory Yeah Right and a- the thought a- Epigenetics that like
0: the,
1: Right right And the thought that like You know you have these These, these uh, you, We can call them Generational curses that pass through your your genetics, and so you know he's he's talking about, um, I mean, rape, right? Yeah. Like let's just let's just keep it real, and 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 how that moves through um, the culture, and I and I I really really think that that he made some brave choices on this album, and specifically on this song, you know, where he talks about having this. I, I want to say it was an uncle, and that you know people thought that this uncle mo- had molested him yeah. and so they kept asking him like yo like are like are you okay like did this happen to you and he keeps being like that didn't happen to me but at right. the same time everybody's looking at me different because they're thinking that this thing happened to me right? right and i mean i just i just feel like that that's another thing that i just really respect about this album is that like there's so many topics that are so taboo in the black community mm. and like i feel like you know he's he's addressed blackness on his previous albums But this album, he made it personal, and he talked about taboo topics, and he personalized those taboo topics on an auntie diaries or on a mother I sober, where he's like, "This is what happened to me. This isn't just what happened to the community."
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. It was very well said. Uh, So we close out with Mirror. Uh, I like this record. I think this is like a low key like sleeper hit. Okay. I can see this like being on someone's like remember it that much. Well, it's, it's kind of it's got a nice little, like, groovy, like, bounce to it. I could see, like, this being on, like, someone's playlist, and it's just it's just on, like, I chose me, I'm sorry. I oh, chose okay, me,
1: yeah, I'm
0: right. sorry. Like, I just, yeah. I, I kind of like that, you know? Okay.
1: Yeah, if I remember it correctly, I feel like this record gave me, like, to Pimple Butterfly vibes. I liked it. Like, it was, it was smooth. It was, like, I love myself, you know? I chose me, I'm sorry. Like, you know, it, it gave me that vibe.
0: I liked it. Um... So yeah, I mean, I, I think that should wrap it up. We try to do this the best we can. We have multiple videos here. I'm not even sure if we're gonna save this most recent one, but um, well, it, it is what it is. So you know, if you guys are watching, thanks for tuning in. Um, but be sure to be sure to check out the episode when we when we post that because we'll we'll make sure they, they give our thoughts there. You know, so we can have a
1: yeah. And I mean, check out the album. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure show. y'all already have. You know what I mean? I did the math, right? Because i I'm just a dickhead like that. But I was like, okay, you know. So, so he did two hundred and eighty nine thousand um, sales in his first week, yeah. right? So I did the, the the math of like what that means, right? And it's like over like I want to say three hundred and sixty million li- uh, streams yeah. of of songs on on this album, right? So and that's in one week. Yeah. So I mean. I'm telling y'all to listen to the album, but y'all already heard the album. But, you know, definitely check it out. Uh, We tried to unpack it as best as we could at this juncture because it's a fairly new album.
0: All right. Well, I think that should wrap it up for our 10-second take. And it really was a 10-second take. I mean, I feel like I need another two months to unpack this. Yeah, for sure. And and maybe, you know, maybe in the future down the line, we'll try to do like
1: another full episode where we really sat with this. Hopefully we actually sit with this because I feel like I feel like albums, people listen to them like four times, and then they never listen to them again. Oh, I'm, a, so. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna be revisiting this. All
0: right, all right so I think that uh, I think that should should do it. We'll wrap it up there. Peace. All right, y'all. Peace.